Welcome to today's show. This week we're talking all about the power of accountability in getting revision done. But before I dive into the episode, I just wanted to let you know about the accountability calls that we hold inside the Extraordinaries Club to help students get their revision and homework and whatever other tasks they need to do done. So normally during term time, we hold these calls four times a week outside school hours. And we have three during the week and then one on a Saturday morning. And um, they are Zoom calls where students can come along and let us know what their task is that they want to get done and then they get on with it on the zoom call and at the end they let us know how they got on with their task and the beauty of this is that for students who find it difficult to settle down and get started or just feel like it's a bit lonely and they're the only ones out there actually working at that point in time It provides them with a company, it provides them with the accountability, it provides them with the focus to sit down and get started. And they're really, really popular with our members. Over the Easter holidays, um, between the 29th of March and it's just, well, it's the two weeks from the 29th of March, 2021, we're doing these calls at 9 a.m. every weekday morning, apart from the bank holidays so that um, students who are revising can get started and get productive at the beginning of the day and build a real routine around their day, their time and their revision. And this is something that I first started during the very first lockdown last March when some students weren't having online lessons and they weren't in school. So for club members, we had a 9am accountability call every day. And throughout those months from March till July, people came along, about 20 people came along every morning at 9am and just had that little bit of contact with me, but then got focused on what they had to do. And it really got them into a routine. So it was something I wanted to incorporate into the club going forwards. And I recognised that it would be a really helpful thing for students over these Easter holidays. So um, if you think that would be a helpful thing to help your child build that routine and um, have that accountability to start their day with getting something really productive done, then please do come and join the Extraordinaries Club at theextraordinariesclub.com so that they can take part in the 9am accountability course through the Easter holidays and then they can take part in the after school ones um, once everybody goes back to school for the summer term. Okay, let's get on with today's show, the power of accountability in getting revision done. just get things done whether they're asked to or not others won't do anything they're asked even if they think it's actually a good idea others need accountability to get anything done at all if your child needs accountability to get things done they'll probably have struggled with learning at home through the lockdowns of the past year and need external structure deadlines and feedback to do what is asked of them In today's episode, we're going to 
explore why some people need to be told what to do and have deadlines while others don't, how you can use a child's personality type to adapt your communication and get them to do what you want them to do, and how to build more accountability in if it's useful to their personality. Let's go. So firstly, I want to talk to you about the four tendencies, which are personality types that need different levels of accountability. There are some mums in my village who are always arranging to go out on runs together. You may know people who do the same, or you may be one of those people. But when I hear them making the arrangements, I always think to myself, why do you need to go together? I've always thought the same about women going off to the toilet together. I would always go on my own. However, when I read Gretchen Rubin's book, Better Than Before, I suddenly understood why I was happy to exercise on my own terms and go to the ladies by myself, as well as how I get so much done without having a boss. I'm my own boss, if you didn't already know. In her book, Gretchen Rubin describes four personality types. She calls them the four tendencies. And I'm one of the rarer personality types, an upholder. This means that I keep promises to both myself and others. However, most people are either what Rubin calls obligers or questioners. The fourth personality type is a rebel. I've written about them before and how understanding your personality type helps in the formation of better study habits. And you can find the link to that article in today's show notes. But this is how Rubin describes the four personality types. So firstly, an upholder, that's me. (laughs) Upholders meet outer expectations, so what other people expect of them, as well as their own inner expectations expectations. If they tell someone else or themselves that they'll do something, they do it. They don't need much, if any, accountability because they get things done anyway. They may even find people trying to hold them accountable a bit of an insult because they'll do it on their own, probably ahead of the deadline. And I think many people that we characterise as type A personalities are upholders because they're also kind of people pleasers they just um are really keen to get things done reach goals and you know if they set themselves a task or a habit they they do it and without question and that's definitely what i'm like okay the next type is called a questioner questioners meet their inner expectations what they ask themselves to do, but resist outer expectations. They question what other people ask them to do and will only do what they're asked if a good reason, if a good enough reason is given. So you may have a questioner living in your house with you where, you know, to get them to do anything, you have to really justify why it's necessary to do. The next type of personality is an obliger. Obligers are people pleasers who meet the expectations that others put on them but find it almost impossible to do things for themselves. These are the people who need to arrange to go for a run with someone else. 
They'll turn up and run to please the other person, but wouldn't do it simply because they made a promise to themselves. And then the final personality type is rebel. Rebels resist both inner and outer expectations. If you tell them to do something, they won't do it on principle. As Rubin says in her book, one parent explained, the best way to wrangle the rebel child is to give the kid the information to make a decision. Present the issue as a question that they alone can answer and let them make a decision and act without telling you. Let them make a decision without an audience. Without an audience. Audiences equal expectations. If he thinks you're not watching, he won't need to rebel against your expectations. So having listened to those descriptions, which type of um, personality do you think your child has? Which of those four tendencies do they have? You may have been able to quickly identify which tendency your child has from my descriptions. Or you may think they're borderline one or the other. I think I'm actually a borderline questioner upholder rather than very clear cut upholder. If you're not sure or you'd like to be certain, Rubin has a quiz on her website that will tell you. And I've put the link to the quiz in today's show notes, which you'll find at lifemoreextraordinary.com forward slash accountability. And I strongly suggest that you get your children to take the quiz and that you take the quiz as well so that you understand yourself a little bit better and how, you know, you can manage yourself and manage your children a bit better. So with the knowledge of which tendency you have and your children have, um, you can understand whether accountability is something that will actually help your child to get more done. If you've got an obliger, you might find it difficult to get them to do their revision or homework at home particularly if there's no specific deadline or nobody is going to be checking it. And this is the case with revision. You know, revision, the deadline is the exam, but there are no immediate deadlines. So for an obliger, you know, they're not pleasing somebody else in the next 24, 48 hours or even seven days. And so it's hard for them to make themselves do it. And also with revision, usually nobody's checking it. So it's really, really hard for them to get it done. And I recognised this when the first lockdown started a year ago. With the students suddenly working at home for most of the day on their own, without any real structure and very little marking or feedback going on, many students were adrift, particularly the obligers. Some of the upholders and rebels reveled in it, though. You know, when I was a student, I'd have probably loved, well, I know I would have loved, I loved being on exam leave because my time was my own to structure in my own way. And I didn't have the annoyance of other people imposing on me the way they wanted me to work. I could get on and do it my way. And I was far more likely to get far more done like that. Um, And rebels, you know, they don't like being told what to do and they're probably not very good at um, complying with school rules and school timetables and stuff like that so lockdown may well have suited them very well 
So knowing that many students were going to struggle with this situation, I set up daily accountability calls at 9am for members of the Extraordinaries Club so that students who didn't have online lessons had something to get up for in the morning. A little bit of contact with the outside world, i.e. me, (laughs) and a session where they were accountable for getting something done, which helped them start the day productively and get them into a routine. These sessions were really popular and we ran them until last summer holidays began to give these students that weren't having a structured timetable of online lessons the structure that they needed. And then in the autumn we started the sessions again but after school to help students get homework and revision tasks done. These continue every week to this day. The students who attend rave about them You can see what they say in a graphic that I've got in the show notes today. Um, But I'll just read out um, some of the things that they say about the accountability calls. So one mum said, my son realised how much he could get done when focused at home. So like for some people coming to the calls, it actually proves to them how productive they can be when they're focused. And for some students, they haven't managed to settle down and focus that well before when they've been studying at home. Someone else said, got lots done and good to know others are working too. So for them, it really helps to see that others on the Zoom call are focused and working so they don't feel like they're the only person in the world who is studying. Then somebody else said, my son focused in on getting things done that he hadn't previously managed to prioritise. I signed him up for the first one and then he wanted to join the rest. Win, win, win for me, him and Lucy, definitely. And then somebody else said, my daughter has been giving very positive feedback about accountability. I also realised that this ensures at least two hours of study per week. At that stage, she was just doing two sessions, which means eight hours of study per month, which is guaranteed. So, you know, you guarantee the number of study Uh, the number of hours of study that your child is signed up for the accountability calls. And then lastly, somebody said they were really helpful, especially for for revision, as it made me sit down and do it even when I didn't feel like working. So I hope that gives an insight into how both parents and students feel about the accountability calls. And as I mentioned at the beginning, we're running 9am accountability calls again for members of the Extraordinaries Club through the Easter holidays from the 29th of March to the 9th of April. There will also be some evening accountability calls during this time um, for the night owls, really, (laughs) because some people, some teenagers in particular, because of their natural sleep patterns, pardon me, prefer to um, work in the evening rather than um, early earlier in the morning. The only days we're not holding them are the um, bank holidays because everybody needs rest as well and that's a really important message that I like to get across to students in the Extraordinaries Club. So they'll happen on weekdays except the bank holidays over the Easter holidays. If you feel that your child would benefit from the routine and accountability of attending the 9am accountability call so that they get the day started with a productive revision session, you're welcome to sign them up for the, 
for the Extraordinaries Club to take part. And you can find out more about the Extraordinaries Club and sign up at theextraordinariesclub.com. Of course, you can set up some kind of accountability in a different way. You don't have to join the Extraordinaries Club for this. For example, you can check in with them to see that they've done what they set out to do at the end of the day. Or if there's someone a bit further removed who they won't row with, because I know from lots of experience of working with um, teenage students and their parents that there's often a lot of kind of emotional angst (laughs) that goes into this kind of parents checking up on them. You could instead ask a respected and liked aunt, uncle, grandparent or family friend to be their kind of accountability partner over the revision period of the Easter holidays. So the big message I'd like you to take away today is that you should use your child's tendency to make them more accountable. Hopefully, by listening to this episode and hearing about Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies, you've got more of an insight into your child's character and you know now whether they're an obliger, an upholder, a rebel or a questioner. You can now use this insight to persuade them to do something like join the accountability calls or make them accountable. So the first thing you need to do is to get them to do the quiz. So come over to the blog post and find the link or you can just Google it, Gretchen Rubin for Tendencies Quiz and um, you can do the quiz to find out their personality type. Hopefully this will give you a way to talk more in depth about how you can support them and communicate with them better about things that need to be done. So you know, if you know your child's a rebel, you know you can't tell them what to do. You just need to lay out the situation and leave them to make up their own mind about the best way to move forwards. Whereas if you've got a questioner, you know that you have to give them good reasons why they need to do what you're suggesting. And if you give good enough reasons, they will in all likelihood um, go with your suggestion. And if you've got an obliger, you know, if you can use some kind of accountability, then that's going to really work. Like turn up to get them to turn up to do something because somebody else is turning up as well. And they feel that that is the strongest reason to do anything. So, um, yeah, use their tendency to adapt your communication. We've talked about rebels, lay out the options and leave lay out the options to them and leave them to make a decision obliger find ways to make them accountable e.g you sit with them to do your work while they sit and do their work you'll have to find your own ways and means with this though it might be you know they form a study group with their friends or you know they say they're going to have a whatsapp call or something at the end of the day with their friends to test each other on something that they've been revising all day and then they've got to revise otherwise you know they won't have done their bit for that call um with a questioner you need to give them good reasons why something has to be done and not just because i said so (laughs) works with some kids but not with others and then finally upholders you really don't need to worry about upholders too much at all they're probably far too busy doing all the things 
you may even need to rein them in a little because the downside to being an upholder is that you do so much you can make yourself ill and I've been there and done that and I can remember my mum begging me <laughs> when I was studying to do less um, she really didn't think I needed to do so much um, so if you've got an upholder probably none of this applies to you so what will you do to give your child the accountability they need if this blog post or this podcast um, episode has made you realize that your child needs accountability to get their homework and revision done what are you going to do about it you can try and set up accountability structures in your own family or you can enroll in the extraordinaries club to make use of the accountability calls we provide and if that's what you'd like to do just go to the extraordinariesclub.com and you can join there and you will every day that we have an accountability call you will receive an email and um, where you can sign up for and join the accountability call that is happening that day okay i really hope you found today's episode useful and it's given you a new way to think about what your child needs and how you need to communicate with them to get out of them what you see they need to do (laughs) Um, and just thank you so much for listening have a wonderful day and goodbye Thank you.